White Sox, White Sox, go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can't put it on the board. Yes. Yes. It's a perfect game. Red Echo, Grand Slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez, he's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me on Twitter. It is at Ecknerwall23. That is Lawrence, spelled backwards, 234, Jake Lamb. At Chris Tannehill is the way you can follow him, and at Locked On Sox on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Go there and subscribe. If you want to leave us a voice message, like my guy, Jake Lamb, 312-566-8727, 312-566-8727. That is Harold Baines, AJ Brzezinski, Mark Burley, Jorge Orta, Bo Jackson, Carlton Fisk, and Timothy Anderson. Locked on socks at gmail.com. Chris Tannehill, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Herb. Uh, happy Friday to everyone. Happy Pizza Friday out there if you celebrate. Um, it is a feel-good Friday edition of the show. Uh, going to break form a little bit here, so give you guys some stuff to, to nosh on over the course of the weekend as opposed to doing a breakdown of tonight's game after the fact. We'll preview the Mariner series a little bit and open up the mailbag and talk about some of the big picture items here for the White Sox. But uh, we are brought to you today by our friends at Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our locked-on rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Mariners are in town, and the Sox are back to 100% capacity on the south side. They, they waited a, a bit to get the full rollout, but you know, talking to some people, it's going to be like opening day 2.0, and I know I'll be getting out there with the family very soon. It's been a kind of a weird schedule, and then they're back out on the road again around the All-Star break. But if you're going out to the park this weekend – just going to be a great atmosphere, and the Sox are, are poised to, to bounce back, I think, against the Mariners, who, you know, as we talked about yesterday, Mariners are playing good baseball, so they're, they're not going to just be able to roll the ball out there and beat the Mariners, but if you're going, you talk about a, an opener here in, in night one, the first game in two seasons with 100% capacity on the south side, you look at the pitching matchup for tonight's game, and it's going to be a, a Jim Dandy Uh Carlos Rodon going for the Sox. He's six and two with a one eighty three ERA, and he's going up against Yusei Kikuchi. He's a lefty, four and three. Hey, you say you say <laughs> in the yeah, uh, exactly. I, I, Kikuchi. Yeah, I don't know other way to say that. So you know, uh, we'll bleep it if we have to. Um, he's four and three with a three four six for the Mariners, and just. Uh, I don't know if you're, you're planning on going out there, uh, you know, but it's it's going to be a fun time out there, and no better way to get opening day 2.0. Like I, I've been told that they're going to do, they're possibly going to do a car parade again, like they would do on opening day. Like they're really going to make it special. So if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, uh, head on down to the South Side. Let's have a good showing tonight, huh? Yeah, uh, you know the Cubs have not sold out yet. I, I don't believe uh, since they've been at 100, percent and there's two weeks to the day, I believe. Uh, the Cubs had been operating at, at 100%. So get down to the ballpark and let, let's have a good showing. You're certainly not telling you what to do, but you got a first place team here and you have one of the best pitchers in baseball going tonight in, in Carlos Rodon. It's really, the more I talk about it, I may have to go down there tonight. It's going to be a fun one tonight. Very much so. I'm not an opening day guy or an opening day point 
2.0 guy, so I will not be making it. My next couple of games are Monday and Wednesday versus the Minnesota Twins. I said it wrong. Minnesota Twins. Oh, thank you. But, yeah, it's good that White Sox fans have a little hunger and a good team to watch. So you haven't been able to get in the seats that you want to be getting to. You've been at 65%, but we need 100%. We need 38,000-plus at that stadium. And I heard that the guys in Barstool, like Dave and uh, Socks on 35th and Socks on Socks on Tap are going to be out there in Lot B with a tailgate on Saturday. So if you miss tonight's game, you can go out, enjoy those guys' company, see what they're going to be doing. We went out a couple of years ago, nothing but fun. If you enjoy just beers and bullshit, I know that is uh, the 108 thing, <laughs> Bulls, ba- beers, baseball, and bullshit. Yep. They're going to have a great time, and I'm sure they're, those folks are going to be out there. And judging by our trip at, to Pittsburgh, it's going to be jovial, less fighting in the in the uh, bleachers, guys. Let's guys and girls, let's get our stuff together. What about so cup snakes? Go, what about cup snakes? So we're going to have some I mean, of that. Do your thing if that's what you want. <laughs> as like I said, if as long as it's not uh, encroaching on other people's fun, do your thing. That's why I don't like the wave. And if the cup snake gets in your way while you're trying to watch the the action. That's where it loses me. But if you're having fun doing it and not interrupting other people's fun, smooth. Do it. Do what you can. But we're going to be looking forward to an ass whooping of the Seattle Mariners, even though they're a good team. They have two lefties this weekend going to the bump. The White Sox usually feast on lefties, but lately <laughs> lefties have been doing the thing versus the White Sox. That might be because the injuries are finally decimating the offense or the White Sox are just not having good at bats versus them. But I'm looking forward to the Timmy and all the rest of the boys having a a grand coronation, the 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 uh, the applause, the adoration that they deserve for winning the winning. Oh, they didn't win the AL Central, but getting into <laughs> they, the playoffs. They last won year. our hearts, <laughs> and the fans at a full throat. Yep, enjoying baseball. You see what happened at Wrigley. You see it. It was happening at all their ballparks in San Diego. When they had the big series versus the uh, Dodgers, fans were going wild. That's what I want. I want that atmosphere to be electric. And I believe the White Sox and Carlos Rodon on the bump, a guy who could throw a no-hitter at any time he wants. And I think the Mariners have been no-hit two times this year. So how about a third? Absolutely. Why not? Go ahead. Why not? No-hitter Friday night. That would be great. Yeah, I hope the weather... Uh, you know the weather forecast. I, I've heard rumblings from people that are that are going down there. I was talking okay. to our guy Shane, who is doing some some shopping tomorrow, I believe, or today, I should say, for the tailgate. And uh, there was some concern about maybe some rain there. But don't let don't take my word for it. I'm no meteorologist, but I hope they can get that one in because Saturday is going to be another good one. Lance Lynn. I mean, you talk about. Uh, getting a full house ready to rock and watch Lance Lynn. That seems like a fun time right there. He's seven and three with a two one four and run average. I just called my guy um, Tom Skilling and uh, he said we're going to be able to play baseball on Friday night. Did you, did you talk to Roger Bozard about that one? Is he going to? Did he guarantee you're going to get it in? No, okay. Tom's the authority. Okay, all right, I, I hear that. Uh, Lance Lynn going up against Logan Gilbert, a righty, two and two with a four five zero, and then uh, Sunday in the finale of this Mariner series. If you're heading down to 35th and Shields, Dallas Keuchel, six and two with a three nine eight versus Marco Gonzalez, a left handy left hander, as you mentioned, uh, one and four with a five ten ERA. So all the every, all these guys except Rodon really looking to bounce back. 
uh, from their previous outings. And uh, hopefully they can make it happen and uh, hopefully you guys get down to that ballpark because uh, they're, they're still fun. They, they still deserve a nice warm welcome even after that bad road trip. But uh, after a timeout, we will open up the mailbag for the first time in a long time next on Locked on White Sox. This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you in part by Fully Loaded Chew. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long-cut, and pouches that give you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz you're used to without tobacco. Available in nine flavors, Fully Loaded Chew is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine, the purest form of nicotine available. But don't just take my word for it. Listen to Brad Fuller from the National Pro Fishing League tell you more. I've been a dipper of chewing tobacco for over 20 years. I have quit started and quit and started and now i found a product where i don't have to quit let me introduce you to fully loaded this product is food grade quality but it's not tobacco that means the nicotine that's in this is not from tobacco it's actually called tfn it's tobacco free nicotine so you still get nicotine but it's not from tobacco guys i've tried a lot of these brands and things like this before this is as close and as real to real tobacco as you're going to get you get all the benefits of it and what I like about it, they have great flavors, they have pouches, they have straight, they have long cut, and it actually dips like real dip. It comes in fully loaded, half loaded, and then the nicotine free. So you, you can walk yourself back and walk away from the nicotine. I love it, you're gonna love it. And now Fully Loaded Chew is offering a Locked On Team listeners a special offer. Right now you can try it just for $1. That's right folks, just one buck. Go to www.fullyloadedchew.com and use our promo code Locked On. That's right, just $1 and free shipping if you use the code Locked On at checkout. The next time you go for a dip, make it Fully Loaded Chew at fullyloadedchew.com. Locked On White Sox is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. There's so many things you could bet on each and every day at BetOnline.ag. It's got all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, hockey, and even your UFC MMA action. Got a huge series with the Cardinals this week. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the latest news and odds, and you can sign up for bonuses and contest information. If you're someone who likes to play the Dow, you can bet on what the final digit of the Dow is going to be each and every day, okay? When I tell you they have everything, they have everything. I'm also looking at the hot dog eating contest this year, Joey Chestnut. Right now, the over-under set at 74.5 hot dogs for Joey Chestnut for Wednesday, June 30th, 2021, the hot dog eating contest for this year. You want to bet on the New York lottery? You can do that. You can bet on whether or not the number is going to be odd or even. I'm telling you, they've got all your betting needs covered here at Bet Online. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the postseason. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And don't forget our promo code. Locked on at Bet Online. That's promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. We got some mailbag issues uh, that I would like to rectify here. Should we open up the aforementioned bag? Let's do it. All right. A lot of emails. We're going to try to get to some. There's another email. I love email. And we love email, too. We love voicemails. We love emails. We love all of it, all the interactions. We love your tweets. You can also, you know, submit uh, your mailback questions via tweet. We will, you know, 
star them and, and I'll save them in our Google Doc for later on. But uh, how can the people get a hold of us uh, if they want to reach us for, really for any uh, mailbag segment or just in general here on the show? Either 312-566-8727 for the voicemail or old school locked on socks at gmail.com. First one uh, coming out of the shoot here is uh, from Mike in Portage Park, and this one came in after the Astro series, but it was a meatball thought, and there's some stuff, you know, some big picture concerns. I know we spoke about some yesterday, uh, but Mike says this, and uh, I felt like we didn't spend a, a ton of time reflecting on that Astro series because we just want to put it in our rearview mirror, but uh, it, it, uh, it you know needs to be said here by Mike. We just wanted to get some things off his chest. Just a pitiful series against the Astros for our Sox. Certainly did not expect taking three out of four, but a series split or worst case winning just one game would have been fine. Two things. Allow me to be a Sox meatball for a moment. Probably not a good idea for Rodon to run his mouth before the series and blast the Astros. You don't need to give the Astros and Dusty Baker any extra juice heading into the series. And by the way, this email was sent after, obviously, uh, Rodon pitched. Uh, And second point, Mike says, this series is 12-2. Yeah, uh, this series is ex- has exposed the Sox for having no depth. Brian Goodwin and Danny Mendick are fine against the Tigers, not against the top teams. The fact that competent baseball players cannot come up from AAA or AA, especially for an organization that has many talked-about outfielders and just be fine, is awful. Where's Adolfo, Rutherford, Sheets, Gonzalez? Why can't none of these guys come up and just be fine? I'm starting to get concerned, especially considering that the division lead is shrinking and the lost column separation is even smaller. The Indians are going to hang around, and the Sox run into issues facing them head-to-head. Meatball rant over. Thanks, guys. Mike in Portage Park. Uh, any of those things resonate with you? Any of those concerns valid? Not the Carlos Rodon thing. That thing was yeah maybe before he pitched in houston i think we said like it takes balls to talk about a team before you start versus them and then go out and do the things that he did and dominated the best offense in baseball which he did yeah i think he only gave up one earned run there in his uh outing versus the houston astros so that was brilliant i loved it um the dusty yeah, baker the thing de- like dusty loves having uh you know straw you know painting John Strawman for his team. Like, he's your classic manager, us against them. Last year it was like, you know, the the fact that they were facing all the accusations of cheating and he'll rally the troops. So I think, you know, Mike was arguing, giving them bulletin board material before the series even started. It didn't hurt the one guy who was directly involved. So how much, how bad could it have been, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the depth thing does strike a chord with me. He says the Brian Goodwins and Lurie Garcia isn't, Etc. Danny Mendix are good versus the Detroit's of the world and Pittsburgh's, but when it gets to the top of the level of the Houston Astros, who I thought were good, but after the series, I believe that they're one of the best teams in the American League. They've shown it. Pitching staff is much better than I was uh, led to believe, and hitting, of course, excellent, even without Alex Bregman. So those guys, you know, I think that just caught up with the White Sox with however many injuries the White Sox had, I don't necessarily think it's a depth issue. Like Rick Hahn is struggling to fill out this roster when you have your whole starting outfield out because of injuries. Any team's going to struggle with that. You're starting second baseman out of the game. Any team's going to struggle with that. So, yeah, it's bad, but I don't think it's a thing where the White Sox have failed now. By the deadline, you have to replace those guys. You 
are getting the alloys and Roberts back, hopefully. But I would say a second baseman is necessary. I would say a right fielder is necessary, too. So you have to get somebody here for that stretch drive and for the playoffs. I agree with him there. But otherwise, you know, it was a good. It was, I don't know if it's necessarily meatball. And I didn't mind the Carlos Rodon thing as much as he did. Um, yeah, man, there's, there's, there's a lot to chew on there. And I certainly get it, you know, and. Again, the, the the depth situation, a lot of teams are going through it, and we got to see actually Luis Gonzalez get his first major league hit on Wednesday, which I thought was pretty cool just as an aside. you know, I don't know how many times I've seen that in person for a White Sox player to get their first big league hit, but it was a cool moment, uh, a double, I believe it was, and you get to see him motion for the baseball, and you have that moment of of uh, I could tell it was a little bit of anxiety as he's waiting to see what's going to become of that baseball. Is anyone paying attention to me? Like, you know, please grab the baseball for me. But I thought that was pretty cool. But, again, it goes to show you the 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 lack of, of churn in the organization and the, the lack of truly high upside uh, talent in, in which a lot of teams are asking for these days and these lottery ticket kids, these these high school prospects that the, the Sox typically do not draft. And you're start you're seeing that now. You know, the, we, we know these these are household names now. Your Mike Rodolfo's and, and Blake Rutherford's and Gavin Sheets and, you know, Luis Gonzalez. Like we've been talking about these guys for years, uh, quite literally. So, you know, it, it's frustrating when they when they get called up and then they can't crack the lineup, which I think is a separate issue altogether. But I was glad to see uh, Luis get in there uh, against the Pirates. And, you know, that's a pretty soft landing spot for a kid making his debut. But, yeah, man, it's just it's it's certainly a problem. I'm worried about Luis Robert. You have not heard one word about him. You've seen him on his feet without any, you know, uh, you know, I don't know, any, any support. He was out walking around in his Instagram. Uh, but we thought that – Robert and Eloy were going to be on a, on a pseudo similar timetable in terms of when they were going to resume baseball activities. At least that's I thought we, what we were told a few weeks back. But you know, Eloy had been cleared, and I thought Robert was going to be right behind him. But no, no such luck there. So I, I, it, it concerns me there. Um, but once you get those, those two guys back, and then if you can acquire a, a premium talent out there for, to fill that right field spot and do whatever you're going to do with with Adam Eden, then now you're cooking. Now you can I think you can survive with Danny Mendick at second base if you can you know supplement your your two mvp candidates before the season with uh with another talent in, in right field there but uh we appreciate you mike for your email and uh yeah you can rant whenever you like to the lockdown white Sox uh, gmail so uh, another thing I, i've got one for you herb um before we get to some voicemails mm-hmm. this one's uh, kind of been uh, kicking around for about a week or so uh, the bears thing and if you know for those of you who aren't football fans or aren't chicago bears fans uh Congratulations if you're not a Bears fan. Um, uh, The the Bears and the the potential new site for a new stadium. And last week it was announced that the Bears placed a bid on the site that that houses Arlington Park uh, in Arlington Heights, which is a suburb here in Illinois for our our people that are listening uh, outside the state. Um, And then uh, yesterday, I believe it was, they announced a partnership with Rivers Casino, which is owned by... Churchill Downs. So the all the, the the writings on the wall here for the Bears and a possible move to Arlington Heights and people are going to say, oh, they'll never move from Chicago. And despite what your mayor, Lori Lightfoot, had to say, and she was trying to strong arm and bully uh, the, the Bears into staying and use the whole, you know, hey, why don't you worry about winning games and what about tradition and all that nonsense. But, uh, you know, they have a lease uh, in the city of Chicago, but those leases can be broken. And so, you know, it became a joke on social media, basically to, to you know, 
Photoshop. I think it was uh, uh, Jim Markless who was the first one who I saw do it. But we saw the image of Old Comiskey Park uh, just put right on top of the side of, of Soldier Field, uh, which is uh, in the the Loop uh, area and here in downtown Chicago. It's beautiful lakefront, but it's not particularly fun to get to if you're going to a Bears game. And all of a sudden, people were talking about that as being a potential site for a new Sox stadium. Uh, to go up there uh, and close to downtown if the, if, the, if the Bears do decide to move to Arlington Heights. And let's say, Herb, that uh, the Bears move to Arlington Heights, and, and I think they will. I think you know they, it's, it's too much of a, of a goldmine uh, for them not to. And I know there's a lot of politics that play into it quite literally, but uh, when – you know, when you start seeing some of the, the, the images of a potential new White Sox stadium there in downtown Chicago and that we're just coming from PNC, a place that perfectly utilizes the landscape and the architecture of your, of your downtown area, weaves mm-hmm. it seamlessly into your into your stadium. If, if, if I, you know, tell you new White Sox ballpark at the site of Soldier Field, uh, what are your first thoughts to that? Well, full disclosure, I've only gone to a couple – games and none of them have been bears games at soldier field so i am not privy to the Ro- problems that rolling usual stones? bears fans have like, rolling stone show is that what you were doing <laughs> no no um <laughs> i've gone to a u2 concert awesome Ooh, Pop Mart tour. nice man they're great in concert and screw you guys if you don't like u2 thank you, you. Like good music thank jerks. you yeah all right um Illini game, and then I think they went to another venue, but never a Bears game. I've gone to two Bears games down in Champaign, but I understand people's problems with that stadium. It's location. It's really hard to get to. It's hard to park. It's pretty much a bad spot right there, but I see it being a show place for baseball if you do it right. It seats 60,000 people, and you can retrofit it for baseball to go down to, like, 40. But get Roger Bossard on that turf. I understand it's really bad turf, but Roger Bossard can get that right. And having that backdrop, and I know the the columns can't be moved. It's a landmark. It might have lost its landmark status, whatever, whatever. Marble columns. (laughs) Having one of the best skylines in your backdrop for baseball right in the downtown area imagine us getting off right there prudential walking to Sox park all those people available right there in that area who are just there to watch the bean or buckingham fountain or to go to the beach or to go to shed or wherever they need to go seven o'clock let's go and catch the white Sox. Just that type of traffic. You don't really get that out there in 35th and Shields. It's a destination, and it's a great destination. It's a perfect right off the Dan Ryan destination. Awesome. It's great where it was, and I wish they would have had it right when they did make the first or the second Comiskey Park and face it towards the city and have a little bit better amenities. But if the White Sox were ever to move to somewhere else in the city, I think that or a South Loop, which is getting built up daily, I don't know if there's actually any room there, would be the perfect place for the White Sox to be. That space will have to be used, and Chicago Fire will not do. It won't be enough for them to do it. And I think the White Sox, with their current lease with the city or the Illinois uh, 
sports authority is either 29 or 33. 29. Where, okay, so it's a perfect opportunity for the White Sox to, if the Bears were to move in the next two years or think about moving in the next two years, getting their ducks in the row for 29 hitting and then moving and renovating in the interim after the Bears move that Soldier Field and make it new White Sox Park. I don't know if old school people would like it because yeah. it's been in that area for hundreds of years. What, like 100 plus years? The Comiskey slash guaranteed rate have been right in that area. So it'll be a little adjustment. But think about all the extra things you get with that location, that sight line, close to the lake, maybe take a boat to the game, boat parking and such. Are you, you can yeah. make it you can make it a, a special place for baseball and everybody in the world will be like, man, you've utilized Chicago in a way for baseball that we haven't seen in a while. Man, I know you're world famous Herb Lawrence from Locked on Sox podcast and people stop their automobiles in the streets to to, to holla at you. Holla, 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 holla. holla. Uh, but uh, taking a boat to a, a Sox game, maybe we're just rolling in different circles now. I know we don't we, we only go to games together in Pittsburgh, but who are you going to games with in a boat? Is that something you've Ogre done has before? a boat? Adam Hogue has a boat? I've never been invited to Adam Hogue's boat. I've never gone to a it's game uh, on Hogue's yeah. boat. Um but yeah, um, that's interesting. Um, but it's not particularly easy to get to, especially by tr- public transportation. Like I, I've only been there in the context of working. I've done uh, several tech jobs there for the for the Bears games. You know, mm-hmm. uh, parabolic mic and you know the, the TV trucks and all that stuff, uh, the camera truck and all that. But uh, when I go down there, it's not particularly easy to get down there unless you're you're driving. And I think it would be easier if there was more parking available close to the stadium but there is not i believe there are regulations in place um that protect the number of 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 greenery around the stadium so you can't add parking lots so that's a problem it's not easily accessible by public transportation um i would say and that that's that's a that that one that stings a little bit and also just the the whole cultural thing you can't come out there with the south side jerseys and then all of a sudden you're playing uh not south side you know when you've been there for you know well over 100 years so that's that that's a problem there so i i don't think that element will happen I, i do think the the, the Bears may end up moving, and I think that'll be a great thing for them because they're they're sitting on a gold gold mine out there in Arlington Heights. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I just I don't know how the Sox fit into that. You know, unless they can bully uh, the, the city into financing another new stadium, maybe in that same location, and they could uh, they could build it while they're still playing at Thirty Fifth and Shields and and move mm-hmm. right in there. Um, you know, the but, soccer team can move to the White Sox. Yeah, who else? Soccer team. Both soccer teams, the Red Stars and the Fire. Okay, Red Stars and the Fire. Now you've gone too far. <laughs> Sorry, like, neither of them are cats. Uh, Coming up after a quick timeout, we'll hear some of your voicemails and talk about your mean Mercedes' struggles next here on Locked on White Sox. This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Wealthfront. You know, stonks, memes, rocket ships, day trading can be a lot of fun. But if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. 
For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Weatherfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash MLB. That's wealthfront.com slash MLB. All you need to get started is 500 bucks. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed slash MLB to start growing your savings, go to wealthfront.com slash MLB and get started today. This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. All right, friends. Here it is. I've finally done it. A little health and wellness update for you guys. I have finally surpassed the 20-pound plateau. I've lost 21 pounds now uh, given my new... I have lost 21 pounds now since I've really taken more of an active role in improving my physical and mental health, kicking the sweets addiction, which I had. And I don't know if I could have done it without Built Bar. I've been big time into Built Bars the past four or five months or so. I've always enjoyed Built Bars, but they've become a huge part of my daily routine. And with so many great flavors, there's no doubt as to why they've helped me been so successful with my weight loss. For example, just the other day, before Herb and I headed down to Pittsburgh, Built Bar was running a promotion, a free cooler with purchase, so you know I had to jump in on that one. I had to get my little Built Bar cooler. It's awesome. I took it with me on the road here in Pittsburgh and kept my Built Bars nice and cool for Herb and I in the car. No bad road trip snacking. Just because you're on vacation does not mean you have to fall back into old habits, friends. And Built Bars are great, especially for those road trips. They are high in protein, low in carbs, low in sugar, and best of all, they are coated in 100% real chocolate. They taste just like a candy bar but without the guilt. I ordered 18 coconut last week because that's one of my go-tos, but there's a lot of great flavors at BuiltBar.com. Go to BuiltBar.com now and find out which flavor is best for you, and they've got awesome promotions that they run frequently where they have a new flavor that they roll out or they bring back an old flavor that you haven't seen in a while. I'm hoping for that German chocolate cake to make a comeback personally. But go to BuiltBar.com now and use our promo code LOCKED15. That's going to get you 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Quick voicemail here uh, that we want to get to. This one coming from the 623. Uh, and again, 312-566-8727. That's 312-566-8727 for the Lockdown White Sox voicemail as we round out our mailbag here on a Friday. Hey, Chris and Herb, Mark in Litchfield Park. Just a few thoughts about your mean. Uh, you know, there seems to be a lot of people laughing and joking about uh, – Others having bought his jersey and bought into the story and, you know, it's a big joke now that this guy's broken and has to be sent down and, you know, it's more about them being right than it is about the team. Uh, that's pretty sad, in my opinion. And the fact of the matter is, is that after Duffy threw at your mean, uh, during the twin series, he got drilled in the head in New York. And then in the next game, they threw at him two more times. And I've seen quite a few pitchers bust him up and in. So the guy's hitting off his front foot. He looks really uncomfortable. There's a lot of that going on. I don't know if that has anything to do with uh, the fact that he has been hitting the head. Maybe he's a little scared up there. And perhaps his manager saying, go ahead, throw at him. And he has every right to be afraid. Uh, I don't know, you know, 
I, I don't want to sound like an ass, but uh, this is his life, and I don't find it too funny that uh, his livelihood is being affected by some old jerk-off uh, who's already lived his life and had his career. So, thanks. Thank you, Mark. It's uh, it's well said, and the the angle about you know your mean you know we've talked about the 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 hit by pitch incident after the the three zero home run game, but you know the the other incidents, so uh, you know getting hit in, in the Yankee series and other and, and getting pitched high and tight after that, we hadn't talked about that in great detail, but I think there is something to that. Like, again, what we said a few episodes ago about this being, you know, uh, you know if you break up the pie chart of of, of not blame, but what's wrong with your mean and you look at the pie chart i think it's it's a little bit of everything I, and i think what mark is saying there's some truth to that as well what i don't agree with though is people um dunking on your mean and, and wanting to be right you know i don't take much joy in in seeing what this kid's going through right now because i we knew from the beginning we we recognize what this was you know you you've been on on your means since since very early a couple of years back and you know I, I was enjoying the ride and i thought maybe he had some staying power in a perfect situation where you know guy has a good approach at the plate a little bit of pop and he's fun and you know he can he can hit it looked like and now he can't hit so i don't know doesn't do much for you but i i haven't seen too many people that just rather be right about it, you know, I, I think we all knew from the very beginning that this was not going to be a long-term answer that just all of a sudden revealed itself for the Sox. I think it was it was the perfect situation for him to step up early in the season when they needed a boost, and he certainly did that. But yeah, I I, I don't I don't take great joy in, in his struggles, and and I much rather have him figure it out than get sent down to Charlotte. But right now, you think about a guy who's been on the flip side of all of it, and Jake Berger. A guy's been through hell and back with injuries in his career, and sure, it's not ten years in the minor leagues like you're mean, but uh, Jake Berger's hitting down there in AAA, and you know sometimes it's not a death sentence getting sent down to AAA. And yes, maybe he gets sent down, sent down, and he never sniffs a big league roster again because maybe Jake Berger tears it up once he's up here, and you just don't have any need for him. But yeah, I, I, I'm not sensing that people are enjoying uh, being right about uh, about his struggles. I, I certainly. Uh, you know, I'm not, and I'm not acting like I was right about it. I was just kind of just along for the ride, and the, the ride lasted a lot longer than I thought it would, to be brutally honest with you. So, yeah, I, you know, those are all great points made by Mark there, Herb. Yeah, and I think that for the most part, White Sox fans are sad about your mean struggles and want him to be the best your mean that he can be. And seeing him sent down to the minors might be the way he gets back to being. You mean we all knew he wasn't the guy that showed up eight for eight to start his well, start his career, but you know continue his career and start the season eight for eight and start off hot, the rookie of the month in April, doing some great things with the bat. You know there is some blame to be had for himself. You know not really blame, but adjustments haven't been made back to the pitchers throwing them high and in, and I think that's more a product of. You're mean swinging wildly at pitches and and swing mode, and that's the book. He needs to readjust back to them and lay off those pitches inside and high. I don't think those pitchers are necessarily trying to throw at you. Mean Duffy, of course, was, and the ball he got hit with in New York was an off-speed pitch, so that was not intentionally trying to hit him either. But I think what's best for your mean is for him to sit a couple days 
enjoy like he sat on the Wednesday game versus no he sat both games of course uh versus the pirates he came in for i think a late pitch hit yes for tuesday or wednesday's game i forgot what it was tuesday i believe yeah sitting a couple games and seeing the game from the bench just chilling out enjoying being in the major leagues enjoying being on the road hearing the Sox fans cheer and then coming back tonight versus the seattle mares a lefty i would assume that he would be the designated hitter tonight and seeing him being kikuchi and then if they want to sit him out on Saturday because he's a righty, fine. And But right back in the lineup on Sunday versus Marco Gonzalez, keep his energy up, keep his confidence up. If you're keeping him on the roster for the major league roster, I think he has to play. Not every day, but he has to play because he's your best option at the designated hitter spot, even though he's not hitting right now. Who else is out there? Who's available right now on the major league roster? No one. Tanny has a good idea right there with either Jake Berger getting a shot or Gavin Sheets, but they haven't made those moves as the team is currently constituted. I think your mean will eventually get to, like I said, it's going to be like 265 with a 335 on base slugging below 500. A guy in his first year, that's pretty, that's pretty nice. That's a acceptable role for him in a spot that he was not expecting to be in and when Aloy comes back he'll be in a more um, comfortable spot where he's getting spot starts he's getting pinch hits he's that guy he should have been this year right now he's like Lurie Garcia like I say he is he's getting exposed for a player that shouldn't be playing every day not necessarily every day it wasn't his plan and it wasn't the White Sox plan and then at the end of the year in September, he'll be more of in the role of a championship contender team where he's a pinch hitter and he's giving you a quality at bat off the bench because we know he's a hitter. He just has some confidence problems right now and some problems with what the pitchers are doing to him. I am a your mean guy and I want him to do well, but I know there's something wrong right now and he just needs to calm down and understand what the pitchers are doing to him and stop swinging at everything. I remember Chris Bryan, I think it was in 2017, he got hit, I believe, in in the Colorado series on the road, and uh, he was never the same really that entire season. And then he dealt with nagging injuries every year after that until this year where he's right of the ship. But, yeah, that that truly does. They could have a mental effect on him uh, and getting buzzed, uh, getting the tower buzzed and even hit there. So, you know, uh, I think when you have weaknesses, the best way to not expose those weaknesses is to have top-of-the-line starting pitching, which is what the Sox had had for pretty much the entire season until recently. So uh, that needs to to continue back this weekend against the Mariners. And uh, the Sox got some horses out there this weekend in Rodon, Lynn, and Keuchel. So if you're going out to the ballpark, say what's up to the the peeps out there. Uh, I will not be in attendance. Neither will you. It's not for lack of want, uh, but uh, I know I'm going to spend some uh, family time this weekend, and uh, I think you're probably going to catch up with Courtney a bit after being on the road and doing these shows here. So Mm -hmm. uh, if you're, you know, shout out to everyone that's going to be out there in the B lot. Shout out to uh, my guy Pete Hand, who was reaching out, and uh, he wanted to know if I had any bobbleheads that needed to be fixed or swapped out. So, you know, uh, that's much appreciated right there. So uh, have fun at the ballpark this weekend, folks. Back to 100% as uh, normal life. You know, we're almost there, man, if we're not there already, and uh, it's, it's a great feeling. Yes, it is indeed, and I hope all you guys have a great time. Like I said before, no fights. 
So enjoy each other's company. Enjoy the White Sox being a first place team, which I think they'll be after the end of the Seattle Mariners series and after the Minnesota Twins series, if they take care of business like I think the White Sox can. So that is Chris Tannehill. Follow him at Chris Tannehill on Twitter. Me, Herb Lawrence, at ActonWall23. And the show is at Locked on Socks. If you want to participate in our voicemail or email segments, Locked on Socks at Gmail for the email, 312-566-8727 the voice message. So for Chris Tannehill, my name is Herb Lawrence. Thank you and happy opening day, reopening day on Locked on Socks. <laughs>